anyway, Jordan Peterson and Olivia Wilde. Speaking, There's so much controversy over was, this film. Uh, speaking of someone who became Catholic, too. Yeah. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Is now Catholic. Recently came to the faith. So, uh, did you read anything about that? I did actually. I watched the I watched the video. I watched like I saw several, a short excerpt. Yeah. I, well, I watched that. I watched some um, like reaction from mostly from like Christian people, um, and then I was watching. Uh, I watched part of the actual interview he he had on. I can't remember what that podcast was, but he was talking about it and basically how he was going through his all his rehab stuff, and he only had one person come to him like three weeks in, blah blah blah. And then um, it was he went because he's he's preparing that film. It's like father somebody. It's like I forget what the name is. Like Pedro or something like that. Something like that. Anyways, so when he was like with all these Catholic um, priests and all that stuff, he was you know living with them, eating with them, just doing life with them. And he said he said something I thought was very interesting. He said you know I was with him. I for the first time got presented with the gospel. He's like I'd never really heard the gospel before. And I thought that was one was really interesting, the fact that people, you know how many people like live in America, but never really hear the gospel. They never really um, are presented with it. Like we know of Jesus, but we don't know who Jesus is. <clears throat> so when you have these kind of, um, these kind of like revelations where he's like, oh, this is what the Christians have been talking about this whole time. This is what the gospel story is. And I find it just really intriguing how for someone like that, because he used to argue against religion all the time he was an atheist and he said he loved the power that he he felt when he could like make you like back you into a corner with your like like trip you up over what you believe type thing and he said he loved that but you know he was also so miserable where he's like about to kill himself and everything and then when he, you know he gets presented with the gospel he finds out who jesus jesus died for his sins lived the life he couldn't live died died the death he should have died um, was raised in new life and he and his whole thing about living the Catholic priest said they never judged him he said they just showed me love like i've never experienced before so the fact that they were so loving so kind so generous he's like he's really drawn to all that and i think just in his low point just kind of realizing you know i've been living a life that's not sustainable or the joy of it's not sustainable like he's been he's been wealthy beyond measure he's been famous he's caused a lot of issues he's hurt a lot of people so he had, so he really had no way to reconcile that, and then, you know, he comes in this gospel message, which is kind of offering him like this redemptive kind of thing, where it's like, hey, God can give you a clean slate. He can all that pain you cause, he can, you know, wipe it all clean, give you something brand new to start with, and you can now move your life in a different direction. So, yeah, I guess the saying became uh, became Catholic, and um, you know, we'll see where it goes there. We've had a lot of celebrities, you know, claim Christianity. And then their lifestyle doesn't match up with what the teachings of the Bible are, right. for example. So I'm actually kind of curious to see if he becomes like a real genuine, authentic um, Catholic, I guess, per se. That he, movie was called Padre, pa, pa, Padre Pio. Ah, that's what it was. Yeah. I knew it was Padre something, Padre something. But yeah, um, I just think it would be interesting. I have my own personal disagreements dis, uh, with the Catholic doctrines. Sure. Especially that of how they view salvation. But... Um, I'm going to end up talking about that here soon on on my YouTube right. channel. Yeah. Right. You want to plug that real yeah, quick? Yeah, plug that. <laughs> you want to check out the Berean Study channel. It's um, I just mostly do on that, like, biblical teaching stuff. And I just want to talk about um, what they view as salvation. They believe it's through faith, repentance, and you have to be water baptized. 
And I'm on board the first two. My faith repentance is pretty obvious, but then after that, you get to water baptism. I'm like, I don't, I don't find that to be a requirement for salvation. I think it's the first act of obedience to someone who wants to be a Christian because that's like the, that's just like saying I'll make Jesus, Jesus the Lord of my life, and that means I need to make Him number one. Which means if He says to do something, I just go and do it as a, as my Lord. So if He tells us to be baptized, then I need to go be baptized. Because thus saith my Lord. So now, does that mean you're going to hell if you don't? No, I don't believe so. Well, I was about but. to say, um, like, if we could touch on that real quick, because doesn't the Bible say, like, um, whosoever believeth, uh, saith with his mouth and believe in his heart that Jesus Christ is yeah, the Lord like, shall be saved? I think it's so Romans 10, in, 10. In connection with that, like, would that mean that everybody regardless of what kind of faith that they uh, claim to uh, associate with, can say and believe, like, as long mm-hmm. as that edict, therefore, is, like, is followed, would that mean that they're saved and they can go to heaven? It depends on what faith you mean, like, faith in who? You know, like, if we're talking about faith in Christ, then... I well, was... let's just say, like, Catholicism and Christianity. Like, yeah. let's say, like, according to your interpretation of it, if... Catholics believe that Jesus Christ was Savior, and Christians, even though they have a difference in their theological beliefs, mm-hmm. to down to the specifications, let's say, um, would they both go to heaven? Yeah, I don't. I don't like to get into the whole who's going to heaven, who's going to hell type thing because I'm not because I don't have right, the, right, I don't have the authority right. to judge that. Well, here's the thing: I uh, a lot of people kind of view Catholics as like a cult or like non-Christian, or whatever. I don't hold that view. I, I think um, we can disagree on things, and I can definitely say there are still there. There are Catholics. I would I would say I firmly believe they're brothers in Christ, and they'll go to heaven. Sure. That being said, um, I, I don't know a lot of their private lives, but just I think sure. I think just being Catholic. No, I don't think that disqualifies you. I, I do consider Catholics yeah. to be Christians. I'm just talking straight straight dogma. I'm talking like if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth yes. that Jesus is Lord, and but you still say like you're Catholic or you're Baptist. Yeah, yeah, I, I do because, or, because actually yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm non-denominational because I don't believe in denominations inside the body of Christ. You're either inside, you're either part of the body of Christ or you're not. So it doesn't matter if I'm am I Baptist? Are you Pentecostal? Am I a Catholic? Am I Whatever, and some people get like so religious about what their denomination. Like, it's my denomination is right, and everybody else is right, wrong. Right. And I think that's a really poor way of looking at it. Because, and, and I, w- I would bring this up to any Catholic if any of you actually ever listened to this this long into the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ephesians one thirteen says this: In Him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, believed in Him, were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. So the reason I think that is so important is because we're talking about what is when when is somebody saved? I'm like, well, when you're when you're sealed with the Holy Spirit is when I'm a I'm a Christian. So if Paul's saying here, you know, when you hear the gospel, so you've heard the message, you believe in Him, you believe in Christ. So when I pro- profess my faith in Christ and I believe in my heart that God raised Him from the dead, I'm now sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. So when I'm at that moment, now the process of regeneration can begin. So the first thing I would tell anyone, if you if you're seeking how to, how do you be saved according to the Bible, you first you gotta repent. You gotta repent of your sins, and no one's gonna profess faith if they don't repent. So it's like those two are almost like the same thing to me, because if if I don't believe, if I don't have faith, why would I repent? Right. And if I have faith, why would I not repent? 
you know, that'd be kind of how I'd look at that. Right. Um, Almost goes back to our shame uh, conversation earlier. You have shame about the things that you did wrong and then repent. Yeah, repentance means... Repentance. It's kind of like the idea... Turn away because you know that you did it, that it was wrong. And if you, if you know that you you committed a sin and you don't want it, and that's what repentance means. Yeah, right? it means like, to turn away from Right, you turn away. It doesn't mean that you say, oh, man, shoot, I did that wrong. Uh, I guess I'll just do the same thing next time and then say I'm yeah. sorry the next so, time. So I'll tell you something some funny kind of thing, because I grew up Catholic, and um, even though I was like agnostic or um, atheist majority of my life, I remember there's one... One thing I remember the first time um, I started like fornicating, and I remember this one time I went to have this um, confession per se, and I, I remember literally when I went there I was like you know I was like well Lord forgive me for what I'm about to do tonight something <laughs> <laughs> like that because I didn't really understand what repentance was then I just thought oh I can repent and then go do it again and I'll just right. repent afterwards. You know, and that's so something that two are fathers and, yeah, and three are married. There you go, and, and I think that it's such a poor way of looking at what repentance is, because you know you can't sit there and tell someone, "Hey, I'm sorry," and then turn around and do it every, over and over and over and over again. Because right. it was like, because you know, if that was being done to me, I'd be like, "Dude, you're not sorry. You do this every week. Like, right. if you were truly sorry, you would stop doing it." Oh, or, that's what I tell my kids every yeah. time. Like, if they act out and I can see it's a habit, it's a pattern. I'm like, "You're not sorry." You're sorry you got caught. Yes. And now you're trying to get out of punishment. But you're going to do the same thing tomorrow. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are doing that, do that with, with God. They're like, oh, Lord, I, I'm so sorry. I have faith. I did blah, blah, blah. And then they go, and they live a lifestyle of it. And then when I bring up something, like, dude, I don't think you're really saved or something because your lifestyle does not bear a fruit or evidence of this. And then I get, and then they'll get mad. They'll say, well, you preach works based salvation because all this Bible says, I just have to have faith. I'm like, yeah, but do you realize that if you say you have faith and no works or no fruit ever comes of that, and James, he'll say you have dead faith. That faith right. can't save anybody. Like if you're married and you confess, like you confess your love to your wife, but then you cheat on her every weekend. Yeah. And she finds out and you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. But you continue to yeah. do the action. You have a dead marriage. Yeah, like you, your marriage, you are, let's say you're married, but what's the worth of that marriage? It's not an actual relationship. Yeah. It's it's dead in the water. There's no life to it. And it might as well be over because it's not anything that's real. Yeah, and you got this awkward kind of point then too with, with your marriage. Is like, first off, if you, do you really love your spouse if you're willing to hurt her over and over exactly. and over? Exactly. Or, or him, it could be vice versa, you know, he or she. Right. Over and over and over again. You know, at that point, I would say, I don't think you really love your spouse. You know, I think right. you're using you your spouse. Warm. You're, you're, you're using. Yeah. <laughs> well, really, the fun, I like, I think it's the New King James Version the best when it says, Jesus, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Right. And it's like, like fair, this idea is it's repulsive yeah. to me. And to be fair, if you were in a marriage and that was a situation that was happening, and this is, you know, obviously, um, I, for me, I would almost rather someone be like, I'm cheating on you, I hate you, and I'm out of here. Then for them to keep coming to me and being like, oh, I love you. No, I would, I'll never do it again. And then have to keep finding out mm -hmm. that that behavior and that pattern is repeating. Yeah. Like that's to, like, so in essence, that's the same thing that's being said there. Like I will vomit you out of my mouth because it would better to be cold or hot than to be lukewarm because that's yeah. just repulsive. Yeah, and that's what... Um... We really see when we look at, uh, I think it's Revelations three something. I think somewhere in one of the, one of the seven letters to the churches. Yeah, and that's what that's what Jesus says. Like, I'd rather you be 
hot or cold. And it's kind of cool because if you do like a geography look of where that city was, it was in between two other cities. And one was had like hot springs and one had like cool, refreshing water. So the idea when he's saying is like, I'd rather you be either hot, like, you know, nourishing or like laying in the hospitals that had like minerals, so like that was good for you. Or you had cool, refreshing water, but because they really had nothing, they had like bring in like via aqueduct or whatever. So by the time it got there, it was like lukewarm. It was just worthless. Oh, it was really? just disgusting. It was water. Yeah, it was like disgusting. I mean, I'm not saying you couldn't drink lukewarm water, but um, it wasn't like the same. So Jesus is like saying, like, I'd rather you be either hot or cold. It'd either be. You ever tried to take a shower in lukewarm water? Oh, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I never understood those people who like. It's like first off, he's like I I would I don't like cold showers anyways, but I like the water to be nice and warm. Right. Yeah, you know, and I I don't understand people were like they're like oh it's just barely lukewarm. I'm like why this is like it's kind of like cold still, but it's not really cold and it's not warm enough to be kind of enjoyable. I'll tell you what though, you want to shock yourself like read uh, Wim Hof's book. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but he does this like cold treatment, this cold water treatment where he like dips himself in ice cold water yeah. or takes cold showers. That will wake you up. Yeah, but I remember, I remember, I remember taking an ice bath in the past when I did, oh, yeah. like, athletics, same, stuff like that. And then, but there's this thing, though. If you take an ice bath, there is actual good things that come out of it. Right. There's, like, healthy right. benefits to it within a moderation. You know, don't lay in there for, like, three hours. But, you know, if you do it for at least temporary, there's a reason athletes take ice baths. Right. You know, so in that regard, whether it be hot, enjoyable, you know, ice water, but it's, like, benefiting your, your body, lukewarm water just really doesn't do anything. And, there's someone who's kind of like lukewarm. It's like, I want to follow Christ, but I also want to live like the world. I'm like, you know, James would call you a fool. He's like, you know, you realize if, if you're friends with the world, you're at enemy, enemy with God. You're, you're an enemy of God if you are in the world. So it's like you can't be a worldly Christian or you're just not a Christian. Now you're just not really loved by the world, but you're still at odds with God. It's like, right. so you can't really have, have both. And people try to like reconcile God in the world and you can't do that. It's like, look... If you really follow Christ the way the Bible tells you to, the world will hate you. Right. So there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of beliefs I hold that if I got the wrong, around the wrong crowd and they found out I don't support certain things, you know, they're going to freak out. You know, some of them will probably want to, probably want to stone me, right. you know, but. Well, again, like I find it kind of interesting because uh, we talked about Andrew Tate before, um, but Andrew Tate had said one of uh a quote on the Full Send podcast, uh, shout out to Full Send podcast, um, that he liked um, Islam because it was one of the, he in his view, one of the last true religions because you didn't cross Muslims because if you said anything about, you know, against their faith or yada, yada, yada. And to a certain degree, I almost agree with him, not on the, the obviously the content of uh, Islam because I'd, I don't adhere to that, but you are nothing to your beliefs if you don't adhere to the standards of your beliefs. Yeah, I agree with that entirely. The thing was, I, I don't agree with the Muslim way about it. Like, I don't think we should like sure yeah. jump, but it was like, but I don't. Yeah, so like, I don't think we should attack somebody because they they mock Christ. Because right. you know, one God says, you know, judgment is mine. Like, or right. vengeance is mine. I will repay. So it's not my place to go after you. But there are standards. Oh yeah, yeah. Within a Christian so, edict that you should adhere to. Like I'll say this. Like you know, we see sometimes you see during the month of uh, June, we see like churches flying the gate 
pride flag. No, I've never seen that before in my life. Really? What are you talking about, Derek? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so, so I'm going to sit there and tell say those churches, those are churches I would never go into if I wanted to be a Christian. Because right. I'm like, you're not even holding the standard that you that your scriptures hold. Like, you believe this is a wicked you're not, You mean you're not going to go into that church that held the drag show? Or No. If you're going to be a Christian, and I'm going to say, but you're not even willing to hold to the book that you hold as sacred, why would you even want to hold to that faith? You really don't believe in it then. Right. So now it's like, because now you're going to maybe cherry pick certain parts of the book. Well, I like this, but I don't like that, so I'm going to disregard that. Like, you don't view that as a sacred book then. You view that as maybe... A self-help guide to certain areas right. so you know because there are parts of the Bible that will help everybody whether they believe in God or not but I would not go to a church regularly if they don't even hold their sacred book as sacred right you know and that's one reason I will least give Muslims credit is if they say they hold the Quran sacred it, it, it is sacred like right. it's not even allowed to touch the ground kind of sacred and um, so I kind of in a, in a sense believe like you know, if you're, if you're going to hold this Christian faith you have got to hold the word of God as above right. approach, as above everything else. Like, and and I just, think that goes back to our earlier conversation about the lack of discipline in today's society. Because, yeah. quite frankly, like discipline is being able to say no to the things that, let's say, feel good but are foul. Uh, to borrow a uh, line from the Lord of the Rings movies, um, but that's quite frankly like like that's. Like, you may want to say, um, I agree with X, Y, and Z in the Bible, and therefore I'm a Christian. But in your daily life, if you don't adhere to those, well, the then you're not adhering to the standards that mm-hmm. that, that Jesus has set down. That you, you can't you can't call yourself something if you're not. That like that doesn't work. Like if if you're if if you're a human and you say that you're a horse, but you're not a horse. You're not a horse. Yeah, like, you're that's just, a you're just a liar. You're just, a, you're just a liar. Yeah, you're just a liar. Like, yeah, and that's, and that goes across the board. Like you can't say you can't say you're an accountant if you don't know how to be an accountant. Or you're at least like, not. You're just saying, now, at least if you're not studying to be one too. It's like right. You know, like, again, then you're a college student. You're not an accountant, anyways. But the point is, like you know, it's like I, I just I just don't understand people who who it's like it's like they they're so scared of a backlash. They're not willing to stand. They're willing to compromise who they are internally, or like right. not internally, but your core. If you're willing to compromise your core beliefs because you're afraid of backlash, you're just a cowardly man, right? Or woman. It doesn't matter. Cowardly man or woman. It's like if if you're really willing to hold to this view and say this is what I believe, this is what I stand for, then you need to understand there's going to be a battle for it. You're going to have to fight for your beliefs, like. And it's one thing to say I disagree with somebody, but when you know you might get attacked because you believe or speak out against something, then that's really now the mark of my character is am I willing to you know, stand firm in this, even if it might cost me my life? Because if you look at the history of the, the church, for example, you know, the first 250 years of it was just bloodshed. They were slaughtered. You know, it's like all they had to do, like at one time I'll do it in Roman society, you were allowed to worship your own gods. As long as once a year you showed up to whatever your local seat of power was, basically affirm like your allegiance to the Roman god the Roman god or to the emperor or whatever. And then you go on and worship what you want. You got this little slip of paper that would say that. And a lot of Christians got persecuted because they wouldn't do that. They say, you know, like all you do is say, you know, Caesar is God and then you're fine. Right. And they wouldn't do it. They say, I will not sacrifice him. I will not say that he is not God. He is not the Lord. You know, the Lord is Christ and I won't do this. 
So be, so because of that, a lot of them were they were heavily persecuted. They were mocked. They were slandered. They were out, and the start of the church. They were called um, cannibalists because there's part of, where scripture where Jesus says, "If you don't eat of my body and drink my blood, you cannot be a part of me." And they took that and say, "Oh, see, they're cannibalists." And they, you know, they're like that's obviously not what that verse meant. But they didn't yeah. really care. They just at that point, people will find anything they can to slander someone that they don't want, and this justified then the persecution and the slaughter of these early Christians. But because of their unwavering faith in the face of the, their death and how they were almost actually they, they were seeing praise, songs of praise going to be crucified or going to be slaughtered, this then won a lot of people who not who are non-believers won them over to to the Lord because of said because of said things. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. We, we, we've been on for almost an hour and a half now. So. Have we? Yeah, this it, actually flows pretty quick, to be honest with you. Yeah, it does. We yeah, have a we, full we, conversation going. We yeah. haven't even talked about the decapitation in California. Yeah, we'll have to say that for the next episode. I, I guess, guess so. Yeah, so. so I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I, did I, go, I was kind of like, yeah, I wish I had a pause button on this. <laughs> All right, well, anyways, if you guys stuck with us this long, you are awesome. You yeah, know, thank you for appreciate it. In. And if you uh, have any um words of wisdom like let us know how the audio sounds if we could do anything better by all means let us know and we will try to correct that for next time yeah uh we'll uh try to do this weekly as much as we can i think we're that's what we're planning yeah, on planning on once once a week is yeah. the hope yeah so leave any uh feedback in the comments and are we putting this on youtube no right? i don't think with this one we don't have any video with this one okay so next week we will try to have video so that way we can put this on youtube put this about everywhere we can to see what happens. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think uh, I enjoy, we enjoy having yeah. these kinds of conversations. So uh, if you'd like to grow with the channel and yeah. see what we can. Yeah, I'll say we're, we're going to have these conversations whether it's live <laughs> exactly. or not. Live or not. We, we've been doing this for a year, for years at this point anyway. So why not just, you know, yeah. see what everyone else thinks about our conversation. So uh, thanks for being here and we'll see you guys next time. Outro.